Hello and welcome to Walking the Earth Podcast, the podcast about the backpacking experience. You can check us out online at wtepodcast.com. I'm Justin Castle calling in from New York City, New York. And I'm Mike Margulies calling in today from Hoi An, Vietnam. And our guest is Fraser Bailey. Fraser is in Kathmandu, Nepal at the moment. Uh, he's also known as the cycle hacker. Um, <laughs> and Fraser, you are basically um, cycling for a, one year into a cycling trip that may take up to four years. Basically, you're cycling around the entire world. Exactly. Um, <laughs> which is incredible. And so a year into it, you've made it all the way from, uh, from your home in Scotland all the way to Nepal so far. Um, That's- that's right. I actually, I actually live in England, but uh, I'm originally from Scotland. So I, I, my okay. cycle actually started uh, in a, a very uh, <laughs> sort of not not very well known place in England called Leicester, uh, which is very central. It's, it's uh, near Birmingham. Okay. Uh, so my uh, my journey actually started there. But uh, yeah, so from England uh, all the way to Nepal. And, and you've been kind of tracking the journey on your site, uh, CycleHacker.com. And- yeah, I mean, geez, that's you must you must have a million and one stories. But I mean, <laughs> I guess what for you like right now? How are you feeling? You know, a year into the trip, what are your thoughts on the process as a whole? Um, phew, that's a very good question. I've actually been in Nepal for the last month, and it has been uh, a period of reflection. In all fairness, uh, and I think the overall. Uh, feeling that I have is that I've started something quite uh, quite large. <laughs> I've 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 gotten myself a quarter of the way through, and uh, yeah. I still have an awful long way to go. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm, so I'm, I'm looking at the map, and and you can check it out on online at uh, your website cyclehacker.com, and then it says route yeah. route to cycle around the world. And yeah. that is just a squigglies of beautifulness, <laughs> of green and green and blue, and it's it's pretty incredible to look at. Um, yeah. Yeah. This is one of the more ambitious um, things. We talked to a bunch of adventurers of sorts on this show, and this has got to be one of the more ambitious um, journeys, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> it's. Yeah, and I'm feeling that right now. I mean, uh, before, before setting off, it's quite easy to look at a map and draw a squiggly line on it and say, right, I'm going to do that. <laughs> um, but and now a year in and 9,000 miles uh, cycled so far, uh, I'm definitely feeling those 9,000 miles. Yeah, um, right. But nevertheless, I mean, I feel, I feel really quite inspired to carry on. Uh, I've learned so much about myself uh, so much about the world um, in this last year, and um, yeah, I feel I feel slightly humbled, uh, but by the same token, uh, equally inspired. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm ready to hit the road again. I've uh, I just recently applied for my Indian visa. I've got to go back into India uh, yeah. to get across to Myanmar and on into Southeast Asia. So uh, the plan was to stay in Nepal perhaps for up to three months. Uh, doing uh, a little bit of uh, yoga, which was a, a recent uh, uh, sort of escapade. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think I'm ready to hit the road again, so I'm just going to get on with the cycling, and I think that's really where I'm 
Uh, I'm at my best, to be honest, once I'm on the road. So gotcha. I think right. si sitting around in cities can sometimes just get a little bit too... Uh, you can get a little bit too nostalgic. You can start thinking about home too much and uh. the things that you, you miss. And, you know, when you're on the road, you don't really get the opportunity to, uh, to have that sort of indulgence. You know, you're thinking sort of moment to moment. You're thinking about, you know, where are you going to eat next? Where are you going to put the tent up? Where are you going right. to stop? Um, am I actually going to get to where I'm going today? Um, so yeah. it's, it's, it's a lot more involving. I think when you're stopped, it's, it's easy to uh, get a little bit lazy in the mind and start thinking of home, and, and that, makes the, that makes it a little bit difficult, I find. Yeah, but I, so you've had, like, recently been thinking about, oh, should I just call it quits and go back kind of thing? No, that's, that's never really crossed my mind. Uh, what I've probably thought more a little bit about is what, what will I do after this? And, and that's, um, that's something that was uh, certainly inspired the trip to start mm. with. Uh, you know, one of the reasons for setting off in the first place was that uh, I was in a very comfortable job. I was earning good money. Uh, I had a very comfortable lifestyle, good friends, family all around me. Um, but really felt like I wasn't being pushed uh, or challenged uh, I certainly didn't feel like if I continued on the same path, I would ever really understand what my, my full potential was. Right. Um, and that right. was really the whole motivation for doing it. So, yeah. and that really hasn't changed. Uh, my aspirations, I guess, for the trip uh, before I set off was that maybe perhaps out of this, I would find a, uh, you know, a, a different path in life that I'd like to pursue. Uh, and I guess... That, that's constantly in my mind and you know perhaps I need to just sort of let that go for a little while and just enjoy the journey yeah um, I, but certainly I've been thinking about what you know what to do next yeah. uh, right <laughs> I, could, I, I relate to off. everything you're saying <laughs> for sure <laughs> really As I, oh definitely man I you know I've just like you I had you know what people would call a, a good job yeah and, you know all that stuff things you're supposed to like and want and you know there's that just like it sounds like similar to you I had to this feeling of just you know wasn't satisfied like is this it kind of thing yeah. you know so I went on my journey for very similar reasons it sounds and also now as I've, I've kind of been talking in the last couple episodes about this those questions for me uh, were both I guess similarly about a year into it it's like okay so now what is the thing that I was trying to find <laughs> right. next you know yeah, um, yeah. And I, you know and, I, and it's we all have to I guess find their own way although what I've started to um, kind of piece together for myself is um, I've started to piece together a little bit of an outline of kind of things I would like to do and some goals I have. Mm -hmm. And what I've, I don't know, it, it's kind of as along the lines of what you were saying, along with having those kind of goals of things I want to do, along with that it's knowing, well, they can change, and it's also not even about the goals so much as the journey itself. Right. Yeah. You know? Um, and that's kind of what I've started, I'm kind of like, and it's something I think I'd know. Definitely. Uh, always. Yeah. But it's... Um, you know, I think you have to go through phases, though, right? Like you're going. You said right now you're having this period of reflection. I think yeah. that's part of the process. Ebbs and flows, the whole thing. Right. You know? Without a doubt. I think I think that definitely you need you need that reflection to to give you context because you know you, you start cycling and then you get in the in the cycle. You get in, this is gonna alliterate <laughs> the cycle of cycling and you're caught up in the moment, but you need to take a step back and see yeah. how far you've come and where you come from to remind yourself who you are a bit, you know? Um, just, I think that's a part of the journey, like Mike was saying. And, um, yeah. and you know, I, I know that, uh, I think everybody always constantly wonders what's, 
what am I doing? What's my goal? What's my end game here? And uh, you never really know until you until one day you're like, holy, holy, you just do stuff like this podcast. Like you just keep doing things, and eventually yeah. things happen, and you realize that holy crap, I really like hosting a podcast, or really, or holy crap, right. I like <laughs> I like writing. Uh, like you wrote yeah. your your cycle hacking book, or you realize that the journey is is equaling the material for this next book you may or may not be working on etc etc and yeah. and then you could be if have you seen the movie Jennifer uh, Jennifer yeah by uh, Tom Allen yes 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 yeah yes. yeah yeah fantastic yeah, book. We, we, we've been in touch with him to potentially bring him on in a future episode yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah awesome well I I, uh, I wrote an article for his website uh, back oh, yeah. in uh, October last year yeah he, he, he featured me in one of his uh, articles I wrote the article he edited it and he put it up on the, the website so yeah I've been in touch with uh, with Tom and I bought his uh, film um, before heading off on my own um, adventure, so yeah, no, right. he's, uh, he's a, he seems like a really. I've never met him personally, but he seems like a really nice guy. Yeah, uh, a lot in common with you, right, fellow long-term cycler. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and his uh, his writing is fantastic. I don't know how much of his blog that you've you've actually read, but he's he does have a real talent for writing. Right, telling stories is uh, yeah, no, it's a great blog he has. Yeah, and I think I think ah, just like I think fantastic. you have similar similar journeys like uh you don't know what you're looking for but you'll find it out there on the road somewhere somehow yeah and if not if, yeah. if not you'll travel around the world for four years and then uh and then you'll come back and have an awesome <laughs> a kick-ass story to tell grandchildren someday you know exactly <laughs> exactly yeah that's that's well, all think... sorry carry on oh go ahead man all you I was just going to say that that's always the fallback position, you know. <laughs> if, 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 if nothing else comes out of this, I've still cycled around the world. I mean, it's <laughs> a pretty good yeah, effort. Itself, exactly. You know? Yeah, exactly. I, I would say that is quite an accomplishment. I mean, you know, it comes back to what we were talking about. What is life about? It's not about destination. It's about the journey. And yeah. Uh, my God, what more of a journey can you have than cycling? Around? You know, that's not something you're ever going to look back and say, Oh man, what a terrible thing! You know, yeah. that would be one of the defining things you've done, accomplishment in your life. And that, you know, life isn't a. You could have alternatively spent those four years continuing in the same job you were in, and maybe would have uh, gone higher in your career and gotten a promotion. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I don't think you would have looked back that on that 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 would have been a better use of my time than right. cycling no. the entire world. <laughs> you know. Definitely yeah. not. Definitely um, not. And <laughs> I think the journey itself is. Uh, I mean, for me, and I, I, maybe you can feel you feel similarly, but. Yeah, you don't know when you start this journey, these kind of journeys, exactly where it's going, exactly where it's taking you. No. Um, but that's kind of why you're on the journey in yes. the first place. You went to try to figure what that thing is, figure out what that thing is. Definitely, um, definitely. I have a couple of que- uh, questions uh, regarding cycle hacking. So cycle hacking is is the book that you wrote, but it's also a, a kind of a lifestyle. I want to know if you could explain for the listeners what cycle hacking is. And also, did you come? Did you develop this before, yeah, before your journey, and that stem that basically inspired you to go and say, "I'm traveling the world now." Um, so, if you'd start with explaining cycle hacking for everyone. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I came up with the phrase "cycle hacker" when I was I was working on uh, the journey. So, probably before I set off, it was about eighteen months. 
and I started to think about uh, going cycling and that time I was uh, saving money for the journey and right. I was also thinking about how I could document it and how I could uh, use what I was documenting uh, for some future um, uh, career perhaps or um, some some other future good so um, I started to think about you know what what the, the process was that I was going through what you know what, why why was I going about doing this and and I felt that it was something that probably there was a lot of other people um, had similar feelings of so um, yeah I came up with cycle hacking and the, the, the whole purpose of that really is to look at the habitual um, uh, behaviors um, and, and thought patterns that you have in your life uh, and to look at how they're serving you just try and look at them objectively you know how do you spend your time every day where right. is that taking you right. and psycho hacking really is about kind of shaking all that up you know yeah. um, mm. and and going going on a, a journey on by bicycle uh, was kind of like the the furthest sort of polarity to uh, the life that I was living. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I, I don't have a history of going camping. I don't really have a long history in cycling. I did when I was a child, but I hadn't been on a bike for the last, I think it was like 17 years. I hadn't been on a bike. Right, yeah. Uh, I, was, I was fairly athletic. I did enjoy um, sport. That was one of the reasons for choosing cycling as a, as a medium uh -huh. um, because it was something I was interested in. So uh, cycle hacking was, was kind of about looking at the things that you're good at, looking at the things that interest you, and then just following them and seeing where they take you. And in doing so, challenging all those habitual patterns of thought and behavior that you have, um, really to try and you know, make sure that you're, you're heading in, in the direction that you actually want to go, because a lot of these habits and behaviors are just that, they're habits, you know, the, the things that you don't, you don't actually think about anymore, you just do them. Right. Um, but if they're not serving you, then why continue doing them? So, right. Yeah, that was the, that was kind of the the whole thinking behind it. And um, when I started to write the book, um, I started to look more deeply into how habits are formed and uh, and how you can change habits. And I have a a, a background in uh, neuro linguistic programming, timeline therapy, and hypnosis, oh, okay, uh, which is all about behaviour and, and understanding how the mind works. So I kind of combined that with some more recent research on habits um, and then tried to put into uh, uh, the, <laughs> tried to, tried to, tried to present uh, a way for, for people just to uh, sort of easily look at their habits and change them. Um, so yeah. So almost like a, hacks. so almost a step by a, a, a thought provoking book about how to break your own patterns in life to better yourself. Exactly. So that's what, is that a good summary? That was a much better summary than mine. <laughs> well, well, no, it's, I, I, I think it's really cool though. I, I also really like how you use cycle to have like a double entendre there. It's yeah. cycling and it's also about the cycles, like your habits. Um, so you are essentially cycling to break your own cycles. Exactly. Um, you're bicycling exactly. to break your habits. And I, you know, I think the concept is really cool though, because I'm, when I was reading on your site on like the why section, you kind of gave the uh, explanation of cycle hacking there as well. I, I mean, and kind of reinstating what you said, you and Justin have said, it's, yeah, you're essentially breaking your habits. Uh, really, it's about um, overcoming your fears as well, right? Mm, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's like we get in these habits, um, 
you know, just because it's comfortable and it Absolutely. feels safe and secure, and we get very much uh, at, at ease. And rather than uh, seeking out a passion, um, following the, that passion, like you were just saying, we tend to just stay where we feel secure and safe. Right. And yeah. yeah, so cycle hacking is no, the cycle, the learning, evolving, break the habit and evolve, keep going, keep right. yeah. progressing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, uh, and to be honest, it's something that I've reflected back on uh, recently over this last sort of month. I've been thinking about it and how easy it is to get back into uh, habits. You know, even even now that I'm on the road, I've, I've been noticing this month, there's certain habits that uh, have crept back in. Um, and, and even um, when I, when I uh, was, was um, cycling from sort of northern India into Nepal, that three-week period, you start to get into uh, the same sort of cycles of pattern to your day. And it's, this, it's the same thing that happens. Even though I've, I've taken a, a big step away from you know, the comfortable life that I was living in, a conventional life, I guess, I've gone into a fairly unconventional life. I've still managed to find ways. It's like the mind is just programmed <laughs> to find ways of making your day, you know, comfortable and happy. And actually, you, you, you continuously have to question these cycles of thought and behaviour that happen, regardless of the circumstances you throw yourself into. <laughs> right. Um, so oh, it's, no, that's that's very true. <laughs> yeah, it's been. I mean, I guess you must have found that as well, uh, Michael. I, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know what your background, um, Justin, is with travel, but. You must have found the same sort of thing. I, I definitely can relate to that. You know, it's yeah. So I'm doing this back, long-term backpacking thing, um, traveling around India, Southeast Asia, yada yada. But yeah, even though I'm doing this thing that for an American homes like oh, it's so crazy and wild, you do still get into habits, right? Mm. And it's very easy to get fall into patterns. Uh, yeah. Uh, all the time, you know. So you can follow a pattern of well, I know when I get to a new town, I know how to find a hostel, I know how to make these friends and do these. You know, you kind of. Yeah. Get into something of a routine for finding a place. Yeah. Sometimes you got to shake it up a little bit. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I want to say from my standpoint as well, I, I definitely noticed that I was lit. I was lit. So I, I am not a huge traveler. I've gone on a couple trips, uh, Frazier. Uh, mm-hmm. But I've gone from, I moved from one city in Syracuse, upstate New York, which is fairly isolated and not a big yeah. town to New York City. Yeah. And I noticed, mm-hmm. I noticed actually just the other week that <laughs> I was actually just thinking about this the other day that I've gone and, and gotten it back into the same pattern or similar <laughs> patterns that I had when I was in Syracuse. And that was, it took me a while, but eventually what happens is I get into committing to certain things. Like I do yeah. something every night of the week and I'm very busy and I don't have time to think about anything. Like when I was in Syracuse, I had improv and... Uh, masonry and all these all these different activities during the week and then by the weekend I'm exhausted and I'm back just I'd say just a couple weeks ago just hit that point again where I'm like all right I'm so busy every night of the week I've got something my 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 time is booked up and it took took me about nine months to get back into that cycle but I it's really you're right it's it's no matter if you're cycling or you're backpacking or you're just moving Life is very cyclical, and I, yeah. it just hit me again. It took me a while. The only difference is I, I, th- right. I think there's change, though. You know, with this mm. move, I think that there have been changes in my perspective and my overall 
uh, behavior, um, adapting to the city lifestyle. And I, I was lived very, very much domesticated, almost like I'd try to be in bed by a certain time. I'd, I'd was so exhausted I couldn't afford to be up past a certain time. But now I'm trying to give more time to go explore and to do all these activities. Mm. To wake up early and do podcasts stay out late you know stay up late to try to record <laughs> podcasts and go to see shows but i feel like mm-hmm. i'm getting back into that habit of okay it's time to simmer down now and i'm sure on the yeah. ro- i'm sure on the road you know you're in the same boat to some degree definitely definitely and i think it's a lot to do with the way that our minds are uh, structured and um the way that we process information naturally um, causes us to form habits. And it, causes, it actually causes us to attract certain things that we believe and we like and we enjoy into our lives. Um, so it, it, it kind of makes sense, you know, you, if, you, if you lift, you know, if you up, uproot and you head somewhere new and you, you put down your roots, in that process of putting down your roots, you start to seek out the things that you're comfortable with. Um, so the same process happens all over again. And it, and and that's that's been something that's that's just literally in this last month I've started to look at again. I thought, you know, I need to switch things up again. I need to get back to uh, doing things differently. I need to start right. um, challenging the new routines that have become part of my norm um, right. and and start to uh, to do things differently again. Right. And I think another aspect of it, and I mean, you could I'd be interested to hear your comments on this. I think cycles and habits can also be a good thing. They, I mean, we're talking mm. on the context of uh, breaking habits, breaking uh, things that keep things routine, but you can also, if you, and maybe this is something you touch on in your book as well, like if, you're, if you are mindfully using your habits, I think you do touch on this in some of your description here, you mm. can use them for good. You, you train yourself to have really good habits and be, yeah. you know, improve yourself. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the, that, that's the overall uh, goal really, is to just sort of seek out the stuff that you have that are habits and you know patterns of behavior that are not serving you and just replace them with stuff that's really good um, and in that sense yeah making making something that you're doing uh, making something uh, that's good for you uh, a regular habit uh, you know that, that, that's the that's the end goal really is right. to uh, yeah how much in, in a sense it's kind of like mindfulness of habits it's like okay what are my habits that are not helping me how do I break those and then what are some habits that would be good for me that I can start forming so it's really kind of almost a mindfulness and control over your habits is the, kind of the idea it sounds definitely uh, definitely yeah something uh, I definitely subscribe to personally at least <laughs> yeah, yeah and, I, and I think also it's quite important that you, you kind of almost need to replace habits because if you if you if you dismantle a habit it kind of leaves a bit of a void right so you kind of have to you almost have to substitute habits <laughs> Yeah. So if there's something that you need to change, it's literally just changing your behavior from yeah. one thing to another. That's, you know, because you, you ultimately, there's certain things that you do in your life, you know, that we all do every day, day in, day out. And, yeah. and what, um, a lot of it's just down to decisions. And, well, well, it's uh, almost like we're addicted to habit. So if you get rid of one addiction, you need to have another addiction to replace it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. that, well, like we're humans are programmed to be addicted well, to habit. Well, we yeah, just talked yeah. about this before. What about Rich Roll? What about Rich Roll? Like he was an alcoholic yeah. and he's apparently has one of the, I, I honestly hadn't heard of him before, but apparently he's a, mm. a, a what is it? A extreme fitness person. Is that what you'd call he's him? A, he's an ultra triath- triathlete. Right. Uh, is, is what he does so he, 
he, he, he does some pretty sick distances uh, running by. He does uh, Ultraman, which is uh, that's running. I think it's Hawaii each year. I think that's uh, starts with a, a swim, which I think is I think the swim's like 12 miles, and it's a 180 mile cycle, right. and then it's uh, an ultra marathon, which is like a 50 mile uh, right. run at the end of it. Uh, so I mean, if you can imagine doing all that, it's pretty. <laughs> pretty sick distance I think um, I, I, and isn't the story here that he you know he was once an alcoholic and he replaced he replaced that with you know being really uh, fixated on fitness and health and now he's got he's turned everything around he's doing very well for himself so that that, that was my analogy absolutely. for saying hey replacing one habit with another so like in your in absolutely. So for your uh, travels, etc. Like, so say you notice. I want to know. So say you notice you're getting back into a habit. What's you? Do you do an if then statement? If this, then I will do this instead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do. I do. I do. And and um, there's a, there's a certain discipline that's required in order to to uh, hold yourself accountable and. Uh, Certainly, what I've noticed recently is that I've I've been I've not been as good at holding myself accountable, um, and I think that's something you know that's kind of you're going to go through waves and phases, and I think um, yeah I'm at the point where I'm 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 in the process of putting down some lines in the sand, um, which are going to which are going to be more more like carved in rock. Uh, you have a good example. Should I have my way? <laughs> um, good example. Let me think now. Well, one of the things that I've gotten into the habit of, particularly coming through uh, India, has been uh, not to wild camp. So through Europe, through uh, Turkey, Iran, uh, I predominantly used my tent. I travel with a tent, and, and I basically just live on the road. Right. And it gives you a very pure experience. Uh, it really it just removes you from sort of everyday life, and you just become very sort of present uh, with the day, uh, the cycle, the people that you meet, uh, the landscape, you just become very, very present and aware of what's going on around you. Right. And coming through India, I just felt very cautious. Uh, India was like, for me, it was my biggest concern, the biggest, you know, the place that I was most concerned about visiting uh, has always been India. Um, and I met a few people and they sort of said, you need to be careful about, you know, people stealing things and, um, it kind of created in my mind, I guess, what I was already looking for, um, in the sense that it was somewhere I was concerned about, and I was I wasn't really going to take any risks when I was in India. Um, so I, I always chose to find somewhere um, to stay. So I'd find like a guest house or a hotel, and that just kind of became the habit. Then you know, oh, okay. even if there was right. a, a, an opportunity to put the tents up, I just wasn't seeing them anymore. Right. Um, and then the same thing happened when I, I went to Dharamsala, stayed there for a, a month and did a, a yoga teacher training and then cycled from there for three weeks to Kathmandu in Nepal. Um, and during that process, I mean, the, the, it wasn't a particularly enjoyable uh, period on the road. Um, and I was, you know, more than happy to be stayed in hotels, quite honestly. Um, but having come into Nepal and the landscape here and um, the people are a lot more friendly, I find. Uh, one of the things that I'm, I'm, I, I want to make sure that I do between here and re-entering India uh, on the east side of Nepal is, is to do it 
through while camping. Um, right. So, you know, perhaps maybe once a week, go back to what I was doing through Europe, maybe once a week find some, you know, solid shelter with a connection so I can uh, update my blog. Right. But basically just get back to basics, get back to pure, you know, bicycle touring. Um, yep. I think that's something that I've, I've, be, I've actually been missing, I think. Um, it's just that connection with the, the bike, the landscape, the journey, and as a result, the people. You know, it's just it's just going back to back to basics again, really. So well, yeah, that's yeah. probably probably the big thing when I hold myself accountable to. I got to. Well, also you've been, you know, I'm sure you feel that you've been a little bit stagnant because you've been in Nepal for a while, and I think you you, yeah. might, you might be chomping at the bit to get out and get back in that, get it on your journey again. So. I definitely I'm sure that's subconsciously popping bubbling up every now and again yeah. uh, uh, without a doubt without a doubt uh, although you know even though you've been in Nepal say even Kathmandu for some time I, I would say you have not been uh, stagnant though you've been Work. I mean, your journey is sort of, it's a cycling, but also I guess there's like a spiritual aspect of it. You've talked about yoga, but you did 10 days of Vipassana meditation as well, yeah. which I've also previously done. Yeah. Um, you know, so I wouldn't call you exactly stagnant <laughs> there. Right. No, no. <laughs> and that, uh, I know that is, you know, that's a very intense experience. Uh, uh, I can say firsthand. So you definitely were not um, <laughs> sitting idle. <laughs> no, no, no right. definitely not. Definitely not. And you know, as you say, it was it was a fairly powerful experience. And it did it did, if I'm absolutely honest, it did kind of knock me a little bit sideways. So um, yeah, the, the the break in Kathmandu has been a great time to reflect. Um, yeah. And by the same token, it it, it uh, yeah, it's been quite intense too. So um, I don't think there's ever really a uh, a totally comfortable moment when you're traveling because everything is so impermanent. Right. Um, so you, you right. never you never really get to fully relax. I think that's one thing that I've kind of noticed. Really? Um, yeah. Because, well, when I'm staying in a city, I don't feel fully relaxed. When I feel most relaxed is when I'm sat, you know, next to my tent cooking something in the middle of nowhere because there is no demand on me there. Right. You know, it's not costing me anything to stay there. There aren't there aren't people you know walking past you know trying to get me to go on a trek somewhere else you know there's just no distractions so okay. the place where I feel feel most rested and settled is is when I'm you know out on the road still living in my tent I mean that's that's what I most enjoy. Ah okay. Uh, I, have, but, I feel like a pull and a tug in this. I mean, uh, as when I'm moving, not cycling, as you are. Oh, actually, I have a bicycle here. Actually, really, Hoi An. I've been I have been bicycling around Hoi An, which has been cool. They have a, a nice bicycle culture here. Awesome. So I, past few days, I actually have been bicycling around the place. But I, in general, when I'm on the move, um, there's definitely that excitement that mm. comes with it, right. um, for sure. Yeah. Um, but then there's that part of me that does crave the, the stability. But then when I'm stable, there's the part that craves the, you know, it's always that tug and pull and tug. Yeah. I'm stable, I want to adventure. When I'm out, I want stability, you know. Mike, yeah. Yeah. I want to, Mike, I want to know, do you ever feel, when do you feel those moments that Fraser said about, you know, do you feel like you can sit and breathe and feel comfortable at any given moment? And when are those times? Because it's feel. Um, for, yeah. Or, or do you for constantly me, have the push the and the pull of, of <laughs> all right, I'm here, I'm waiting to leave, I'm waiting to leave my time here, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you're moving, and then while you're moving, you're thinking about this, that, and the other. When are the, do you have any of those moments? Well, it's not, it's not so much that, like, I'm moving, and it's like, oh, no, I need to stay still, and I'm still, and I want to be moving. It's more like 
at things I've talked about on the more recent uh, episodes where, you know, as I'm on the road and I'm, you know, I'm traveling solo and so I'm meeting friends in different places, but I just the sense of not having the stable, consistent friendship. At the times like that where I'm saying, okay, it would be nice to have a stable, say, group of a crew around me, so to speak, right? Right. Um, that, that's kind of the feeling. But the play, if you're asking about when do I feel those times where yeah. I'm like, oh, I feel nice and content and good, uh, it, it, well, it always comes back to people, ultimately. So mm. although I am with um, the part that's, that's hard is that the relationships are transient, when I do find myself in the, you know, with a really good group of people, yeah. uh, it's, it's been, I mean, I'll give you a good example. Last night. I was um, I rode my little bicycle down to the riverside in Hoi An. By the way, this city of Hoi An is, is um, I don't know any other word to describe it besides charming. Oh. Um, it's just this <laughs> nice. charming place, uh, like little little very relaxed town with lights and riverside. And I kind of um, saw the sign that said "Free Shisha for groups of three plus and free rum and coke." <laughs> um, and all and also fifty cent beers. And so I. I was like, okay, well, I need two more people. Um, and the first two people came my way. Uh, this uh, uh, French guy and a French girl were happened to walk my way. and said, hey, you guys like shisha. Right. Um, we got on. There was like a, also a free boat to the, it was just the island uh, restaurant where this was all going down. Uh, sure enough, we each paid for one 50-cent beer. Along with that, we each got a free rum and coke and a free shisha to share. <laughs> so I'm sitting there with this, uh, which was fantastic experience. Um, but I'm sitting there with this group, and, you know, as is very common thing that happens it's you, you know bonded with these folks immediately um, mm. and that's what happened that's one of the more beautiful things about this experience you meet people you've known from a few minutes and you connect in a very deep level right. so I'm talking to this group of you know, these two brand new friends uh, and we're all connecting we all kind of look at life in a very similar way we connect mm. on this d- on a deep level and those are the moments you know that was one of those moments where I'm sitting there thinking yeah you know this is what it's about you know just feeling that kind of a connection mm. um, and you know yeah so that i guess that was the long-winded answer to your question okay <laughs> no, I, yeah and I'd, I'd probably agree with that as well i mean the times that i've i've felt most sort of at peace is is when i'm with with other people the like the yoga training was good right. finishing up on the vipassana the last the last day was really good just sort of sharing experiences with people and since then i met up with chad a mutual friend of ours um, we had a good night together and uh, I'll probably see Chad again this week as well before uh, each of us leave Kathmandu and yeah when when I'm with other people I guess that's the big difference uh, on the bike I spend an awful lot of time on my own I don't I don't have those sort of common um, experiences where travelers kind of congregate you know moving from one place to the next so whatever form of transport that you use normally uh-huh. whether it's a bus or a train or a plane there's an opportunity for you to bump into other, you know, people doing similar things. Right. Uh, whereas on the bicycle, <laughs> I think I've, I think I've probably only met maybe, maybe a handful of other cyclists uh, oh, really? along the way. So, okay. uh, when I'm traveling, which is the bulk of my time, I'm on my own. Right. Um, and I guess when I'm on my own in, in cities, I feel most, probably, probably most restless actually, and, and yeah, sort of, sort of least, least, that, least comfortable. <laughs> Unless no, was, I'm with some really, yeah. really cool people, you know. Well, I, I was, um, you know, trying to make it, I was in Saigon for a couple of weeks because, you know, the, what we were talking about was I, I had that feeling I wanted to kind of stay in one place just to make more stable relationships yeah. all that stuff. And while I was in Saigon, I was trying to, trying to make it work. Mm. Um, and I met some really cool people. I met some really cool locals and some other uh, expats that were also really cool people. But, mm. you know, I just still find myself um, 
during, you know, they're, everyone's still, you're in a city, everyone's very busy with, yeah. with their lives, doing, you know, what they're doing, and so I'm, uh, yeah, evenings, weekends, I'd hang out with these folks, and it was great, but I found myself kind of in a city, restless and alone a lot yeah. of the time, yeah. kind of thinking like, uh, I don't know if this is well, the, you know, I, ultimately, it's, I ended up leaving. Yeah, um, I, but yeah, yeah, definitely relate to what you're saying. I, I feel like I, hearing that, I, I think I get it, I understand, because that, when you're traveling, the one concrete thing you do have is the traveling. That's yeah. the one concrete thing you have. So, for example, I, I thought about this while you guys were, were chatting. Uh, the, you know, the, I'm in the habit of being in one place, okay? You've broken that habit, and now you're in the habit of traveling. And now every time you stop, you're breaking that habit. And that's a fair that's point. The one, <laughs> that's, the one, that's the one consistent habit that you have is getting on the road and going to the next place. And yeah. And that is your comfort right now. It, you've you've, yeah, do, you've done the inverse of what I currently have. So <laughs> you, uh, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, I'm still hopeful that um, at the vague plan now, never it's never really solid, but uh, heading towards back towards, of course, Chiang Mai, where else, um, that I'll find, uh, every time I've been there previously, kind of felt right. And I didn't, it was kind of, I was never one to leave. So I'm hoping that it's still the same. So that will be a place where I can break the habit and maybe stay there and feel yeah. good about it, you know? Yeah. Stick some, stick some root stone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, something like that. So at least some temp, for me, settling down is, it just means staying somewhere for a couple of months versus a few, a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it, it is something like that. It is difficult, but um, I get what you're saying, uh, Justin, about, you know, travel, travel is the constant and now it becomes the comfort. You know, right. when you're in a place mm. and you're, you're not feeling that great, it's almost yeah. like the way that you fix it is to move on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's true. That, that, you, that is true. You, you are onto something there. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can definitely relate to that. I can relate to that. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of like every time I'm in a place, I'm like, all right, well, it's, there's always that time, right? Where you're like, well, it's, this is the time to move. Right. Yeah. You, you just get up and go. Yeah. Oh, you're onto something. Yeah. Um, I, it, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take okay. things, I think, to um, kind of our, our wrap-up question that we ask our folks, uh, Mr. Yeah. Fraser. Um, and so what I'd like to ask you is, what is something that you would like to do in your life before you kick the bucket? Something I would like to do before I kick the bucket. Interesting question. <laughs> well, I mean, the obvious uh, answer is just to complete this, this journey that I'm on now. I mean, I think that would be something pretty, pretty that special to do. <laughs> That's a fair. You're still talking about three, another three years of a goal here, so I no, yeah. accept that. <laughs> <laughs> another three years to go. Um, I think beyond that, I would like to write a really good book um, that was uh, taken on by a publisher and went through the traditional route and was sold and bought on its merit. I think that, that that's something that I would really like to do before I kick the bucket is to awesome. to write something really really good uh, that people buy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, you've got a book now. You've got a book now, and I you know certainly uh, wouldn't want to diminish that because you did write a book, which mm. is which is cool. Like something most people have not done. Yeah. Um, so uh, and so for folks who are interested in reading the book you have written, it's about cycle hacking. It's yeah. called cycle hacking. Um, and well, I think something you're doing that's cool is, you know, you're to buy the book. It's not any money. You're not taking any money for the book. People just make a donation of their choice. Yeah. Um, 
to uh, the the room to read cost. So basically, it's going to be to ultimately build a school somewhere yeah. in need to uh, to be determined at the time when right. the funding is you know acquired. Yeah. But yeah, to to purchase your book, they can make any amount of donation they want to this cause, and I think that's a really cool thing that you're doing. So yeah. certainly uh, don't want to diminish that at all. Um, no. No, thank you. And um, you know, as as part of this journey, I mean, the the one of the one of the sort of uh, fairly challenging aspects of it, beyond the cycling and you know the personal experience, is the is the fact that I do want to build a school with with the charity Room to Read, and um, I guess that would be a really you know that that really is the end of the journey for me once that's done. So whether whether I've raised enough money by the time this um, cycle around the world is finished or not. Uh, I certainly wouldn't stop fundraising uh, until the, enough money has been raised to, to build a school. So, yeah, yeah that's another. So you've got several goals: yeah. cycle around the world, <laughs> and build a school, and write a book. Wow! So. Yeah. Hey man, you got the uh, next. You got the next twenty, got, thirty years We got three for the price up. of one. <laughs> you did. <laughs> uh, that's that's great, man. Well, you know, folks that are uh, interested in either um, you know, purchasing the book donating to the cause or finding out more about you, uh, the best place to find you is your site, uh, cyclehacker.com. Uh, you're also on Twitter at cyclehacker on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash cyclehackerworldtour. But as always, uh, we will put links to your site, all the ways to find you uh, on our site when we post this episode at wtepodcast.com. Uh, every episode, uh, if you haven't seen the actual site itself, every episode we post it comes with a little blog post that has um, additional material content related to the episode. So other things we've mentioned along the episode, we'll throw in there as well, all the links to find, uh, Fraser, um, and other goodies. <laughs> awesome. Absolutely. Awesome. That's fantastic. Thank you, guys. It's, uh, yeah. it's been a real pleasure. Thanks for Thank having me. Thank you for coming on the show, man. Thank you very much. Yes. It's been awesome. Um, and thanks to all, thank you, and thanks to all of our listeners out there um, listening to Walking the Earth podcast. The show about the backpacking experience. We'll talk to you next time. Take care.